0: All right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you're watching. Welcome to Bridging the Gap, episode number 43. 43, man. Hey, I'm William V. Thompson. Council Glenn. I'm surprised I remembered that it's been so long. (laughs) It's
1: been a while, man, but it's all good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you holding it down.
1: Man, got to take care of family. And that's the good thing about being an entrepreneur. When family things arise, good, bad and different, you just need some time away. You can just simply hit a few buttons. Pass the baton, turn your system on and go and enjoy and do what you got to do.
0: Absolutely true. Took care of mom a couple of times and w-
1: was in Ohio
0: doing some crazy stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, real crazy stuff. You got, we'll, we'll tell you more about that later. You we know? had a good time doing it, man. Hey, Well, I tell you, I'm excited about number 43 because back about 15 years ago, I launched my first online business. Mm-hmm. Didn't really have a clue. It needed some money. And we, we did something, Gounsio, called PPM, or what's called a private placement memorandum. Is not right not right a PPP, now? right? Not a PPP. Did I say PPP? No, no, no. You said okay, PPM. Okay, I, yeah, you're right. But actually, a PPM, and, and literally, I'm going to tell you more about that. But but the key, well, first of all, here it is. A private placement memorandum is where you actually have a a, a business, a corporation And that corporation has to be able to sell stock, something like an S-Corp or C-Corporation that you can sell stock. You've been authorized by your state to sell stock. And the beautiful thing about this is is you now can go to the public at large without going through the SEC, the security exchange, whole deal. And if you keep it below a certain dollar amount, you can actually sell shares of stock to the people at large. Okay. All right. So, who come over with the stock price, though? Well, actually, you do. Okay. And really, the market. I know when we did it, we actually raised $300,000. And I believe we basically sold them in blocks of like $1,000. And okay. I forget exactly how many people got, but we raised like $300,000 in less than 90 days because people wanted a part of our company. And we set the price, we set the terms. There's some basic paperwork we had to file but nothing extensive like trying to take a company public. And, and it's very similar to, you know, before Facebook or Meta, as they now call them, went public, they had private shares. And any company, before they go public, they will always sell private shares. And that that requires a registration. Gotcha. And that's what the big boys do. But if you're trying to raise, let's say, less than a half a million, the private placement memorandum is a great way to do it. Okay. You know? and, and that's why we tell people, Count, that if you're building a business, always build it as if you're going to use it as a model for an international franchise. Okay. And, and that has to be the mindset that people go with. You always have to think, I'm going to build this. And even right. though I personally don't have a desire to take a company public, but that's how you should build it. You know, I want to build it online. And the attorneys were very expensive because it was a wellness company. So we needed a lot of money and really the, all of that went to the attorney over a year time. Yeah. All 300,000 attorney fees. But the point is we were able to do it, uh, because we built that online company as a model for is uh, if we we're going to go uh, public. I got you. you. Know? So the shareholders, the people that bought stock, did they get dividends? Or? Well, Great point. You what, know? Was, what was the
0: incentive for them for buying into the PPM?
1: And you just said it, their whole thing is one, we paid them dividends. We set the dividends of maybe 10% a year. Second of all, they believed in the product because it was really a network marketing company. So they believed in the product. So their whole thing is They were going to double dip, meaning they would go out and tell people about the product. Mm -hmm. The people would buy it from them. They would make a referral commission. And then the more commission they made, the more the company made, the more money the company made. And we in turn turned around and paid dividends. Got it. You know, and and that really made it work. But again, though, please hear us correctly. With a private placement memorandum, you are selling shares of stock into your company. It's not an IPO. And there's another little term that they use. I forget the name of it. It's something a little less than an IPO. But but you're not doing that. It's not a public deal. It's, it's literally any size company can do it. And there's some basic registration involved. Okay. okay? That's the key thing I love about it. So the, the benefit of it, though, is to raise capital. It's to raise capital. And, and again, I want to reiterate, I would recommend to get an attorney involved, because if you are a sole proprietor, you don't have stock to sell. If you are a partnership, there's no stock to sell. But if you are an S or C, and there are probably a few more options there, which I know, I think you're an S. Mm-hmm. And I'm a C. So we both could do some basic registration, not a lot. And we could literally start in the beginning of the year, start selling shares of stock to anyone. They don't have to be an accredited investor. Okay. They don't have to have so much net worth because you're not going through the extensive registration. This PPM boy is powerful. Gotcha. And and you know, the other thing I like about account. Is the standpoint that uh, there is no obligation to pay it back. See, you know, hmm. you know, w- whenever you get funding, there's basically two things. Either you're going to do what's called debt funding, and mm-hmm. that's going to be a loan. I may get a line of credit, an equity line. I may borrow money from someone. That's going to show as a debt on your balance sheet, and you're going to have, you're obligated to pay that back. This is what's called an equity, an equity transaction. It's just like, um, what's that stock you told me about, the the, Oculus or whatever? The Oculus? Yeah. For example, you and I both bought shares of stock in that. If that stock crashed and burned, if that company crashed and burned tomorrow, you know we get nothing. Right. For those that own Apple, if they crash and burn, they're not going to crash. You get nothing. That's equity because you're actually buying ownership. You are an owner in the company. Got it. Got it. So when we sold these shares of stock, it was not a debt. Transaction. It was an equity, equity transaction. transaction. So we actually sold 10% of the company. Again, that 10% had, they had voting rights, but they could not control whether or not we did X, Y, and Z. Okay. So therefore, and again, we did finally close down. And again, like I said before, we got greedy. We, we made about 3.2 million the first year and we just got greedy. So get the right partners. And as we closed down, of course, out of courtesy, Some of that money I personally paid back to people. But again, there was no legal obligation to do it.
0: Gotcha. you said you sold 10% of the uh, company. How did did you get a $3 million valuation? Mm -hmm. Because I know you did 3.2 that year, but that was after the
1: PPM. Yeah. What happened is we looked at cash flow. And again, you can sit down with a tax professional and they'll walk you through because even the pricing of a stock is predicated not on the gross sales, but the cash flow, because you all have learned by now, like we teach here, cash flow is the rocket field to build wealth. Mm-hmm. We talk very little about gross income because gross income doesn't have a lot of significance. Right. The key thing is how much falls to the bottom line that's available for distribution to shareholders, to attract uh, other investors, to expand and grow, to eradicate debt. And that's why we're always saying that cash flow is the rocket fuel. So you know that's basically how we got it, based on our cash flow. So in layman's terms, it's not how much you make, but how much you keep. That's it, man. That's <laughs> it. And I, brother, I tell, you, I look back now and I could really kick myself because we, you know we were younger, uh, a little younger, what again, fifteen, about your age. Okay. And just man, you know, you, you think about three hundred thousand dollars a month rolling in, almost ten thousand a day. Now, be mindful, now you're talking about fifteen years ago. And everything was online. Wow. And, and we, we had a company that direct ship. So literally, we had a few products locally that we sold, but 95% of our business, we didn't touch the product. Wow. We didn't, man. And we were rolling, but we, I, I won't even tell you the craziest stuff we did. But trust me, 3.2 <laughs> the first year. And I wish you guys could see the website. The website was ugly. I mean, it, woo, it was ugly, but people loved the product. We had a decent system. Got (laughs) you. Man, I know. I still think about it. My head hurts. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) So the reason for raising the PPM for you personally was attorney fees.
1: Well, it was attorney fees, but also people that ask about how they could buy. And we were going to eat the attorney fees ourselves. Right. Because you're making enough money to pay for them. Yeah. But again, it it got people to say, I'm going to help push them for two for one. I'm going to refer the business and make money through the network marketing. And as the company grows, I'm going to make money. And of course, people thought, and we we probably said, we probably said that one day we could go public. And just think the people who uh, did with the Tesla when Tesla was private. Right. It was private. They bought into it. And now, guys, I'm sure all of those people are millionaires plus. Absolutely. And that was the mindset. And like I said, we had a good business model. And uh, but that was probably a little hook that we put out there, too.
0: OK. Now, um. In hindsight, let's say things
1: went well. Uh-huh. Um, would you have gone public? Uh, I'm going to be honest, probably not, uh, because the wellness industry is so competitive. And because we were not the manufacturer of the product, therefore, we were really at a, a major disadvantage. So companies that go public, 95 percent of them have to be the one producing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, but I tell you, though, know, look at Amazon. Outside of making money, what does Amazon make? Nothing. I mean, I mean, I, th- I mean think about that. Outside of making, as they say, boatloads of money, but Amazon, as well as like a Walmart, they simply built such a big distribution that this pen that everybody else is paying a dollar for, they're getting it maybe for 37 cents. So that's their advantage. So again, we did not have the distribution. To rely on a third party to provide us goods and services that others could have gotten also. Right. No
0: distribution and no product.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And you know, another thing I love about it, my friend, is the fact that uh, in many cases that three hundred thousand was tax free.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tax
1: free money coming in. And see, that's the beautiful thing about it, and and that's why tax planning is so important. You know, I'm working on a seminar now I'm going to do on Saturday and talk about some 2021 laws because a lot of about 20 things have already changed that I've identified. But when we sat down and we talked to our tax professionals, our attorney, et cetera, it made a lot of sense because there was no obligation to pay it back. Number one. And number two, it was tax free income. And we did have a pretty healthy tax bill that that year too, but, uh, but yet it was tax free money. And that's the thing that people have to understand with a corporation of life in general You want to look at those types of incomes that are legally tax free and definitely a PPP, a PPM was one of
0: those things. Yeah, it was crazy. uh, Not necessarily related to a PPM, but tax free income. Mm -hmm. I was listening to a podcast today and I don't know why I didn't realize this at first, but they were talking about doing a full cycle on multifamily real estate, Mm -hmm. basically buying it a little undervalued. Yeah. Getting it stabilized, maybe getting it fully rented. Minor rehabs, and then pulling the cash they put in plus some back out. All of that money is tax
1: free. Just say that one more time. You guys got to get this. Say, say it one more time. Here we go. So they buy a piece of real estate, uh-huh.
0: uh huh, stabilize it. So maybe you know they a, a twelve unit apartment building. Um, you know maybe eight of them are rented, four empty. So they get the other four rented, raise the rents a little bit because they've done some minor improvements to the property. Yeah. They go to refi the building. So maybe they bought it for 500,000. They put in 100, they're all in six. Mm -hmm. The building's worth, uh, let's say a million bucks now. Yeah. Uh, The bank says we'll give you 75% loan of value. Mm -hmm. So they get 750,000 now. Well, yeah, they refi at 750. Right. So the difference is 150 grand. They get all of that money tax-free. That's right. So they get their 400 back plus an additional 50 tax-free.
1: And the reason being is one simple word, loan. It's a loan, folks. And anytime, even like if you refinance your home, it's tax-free or property. So just keep that in mind. And see, the other thing I was looking at this morning before the podcast, it's of course, you know, I enjoy stock investing. And I always try to keep my income below, I'm going to say my adjusted gross income above $80,000, okay? And I let the money stay in the corporation. Well, for 2021, if I keep my adjusted gross income below 80, any long-term capital gains I make, let's not make 50000 in long-term capital gains. That's tax-free money. Wow. I mean, remember, it's not in an IRA account. It's not in a Roth account. It's not in a 401k. It's just in a plain one. But because of the current law, I think it's going to change in 2022. But for 2021, if I can keep my AGI... 80 or less as a married individual, my long-term capital gains are going to be legally tax-free. That's
0: crazy. <laughs> it and, is, man. And think about it. Yeah, it's a loan, but it's, prop, it's covered by yeah. the
1: asset. That's it. So the, 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 the uh, 12-plex is paying for it. That's it, man. You know, and like we always tell you, and please get this, when the potential reward is great, don't be afraid to take the limited risk, number one, and you need to only borrow— when the return is greater than that which you've been borrowed. Sure, debt free has some advantages depending on your age, depending on your mentality, depending on your overall structure. But in your case, with your knowledge, incurring debt to get a greater return is not a bad thing. No. See, in my turn, a little older, then I'm probably subsiding out of debt. But still, whereas I may have 20% of my portfolio. In some debt related things, you may have 80%. It just makes sense. But the whole point is, debt's okay if you're able to get a greater return. And to my Christians out there, check out 2 Kings chapter 4. It supports that as long as other ones do. Yes, sir. All right, dude. Anything else on the PPM? Well, I tell you, man, I'm just telling people look into it. No matter how large or small your company is, if you look into the PPM, talk to an attorney, go listen to this again. 'Cause it could be a way to get a fifty to a hundred thousand dollars to flip properties to buy another business. It's strong I strongly recommend considering that. Definitely, definitely. Well, that wraps
0: up episode number forty three, bridging the gap. Uh, I'm your host, Council Glenn. Hey man, William V. Thompson. And we'll see you on the next one. Good day.